the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So the bull market should be extending. Bear markets are when the market's 20% off from its recent highs. They tend to last 18 to 36 months. A bull market, when you come 20% off your lows, is the start. It tends not to be that clean either way. But we should be expecting a little bit more run in the S&P 500 now because the CPI and the PPI numbers have come down to very, very close to workable levels. A year ago, inflation was 9%. Now we're talking 3%. 3 to 4% declining month to month. We need to be at 2% in theory. I think the Fed would be happy with 25 One of the problems is the labor market's really, really strong. And as we have a strong labor market, we tend to spend paychecks. And as we tend to spend paychecks, we tend to say, I'll take that flight to the East Coast or I'll take that flight to Hawaii. It creates demand. Earnings season, which we're starting right now, Pepsi had a great quarter. Um, now, again, great for them. It's not like NVIDIA great. Just throwing that out in there. Delta had a great quarter. Continued strength today in mega caps. S&P 500 is testing the 4,500 level. Give it to Fundstrat's Tom Lee, who said if the CPI number came in tame, that the SP 500 had room to go to 4,500. He was right. He said that on Monday. I'm not saying he puts his money where his mouth is, but let's give him credit on that one. Um, I don't think it was a big call, but I can tell you he was one of the ones making the call. Today, we're seeing strength in every single market that I can look at. Um, it's not off the chart strength, but it's strong. SP 500's up one half a percent. The Dow's up one third of a percent. The Nasdaq's up nine tenths of a percent. The Russell 2000's up six tenths of a percent. And to be quite honest with you, when you take a look at the, so far this week, it's been a pretty nice week. Now, again, we're in the back half of 2023. That's worthy of note um, in that the first half was glorious for Nasdaq and mega cap stocks, it was strong for the SP 500. When you're up 15, 16% in one half of the year, that's great. Um, long story short, I like what I'm seeing. I like that the Russell 2000 is up 3.7% this week. The S&P mid-cap 400 is up 3.1%. And the S&P equal weight 500 index is up 2.5%. More winners, a broadening of breath. Let's talk real estate now with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony. What are you seeing in the real estate market these days? Well, you know, the 
last 10 years and the 10 years before that are going to be a little bit different than the next 10 years that we see moving forward. It's uncharted territory. So, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of different kind of buyers. Uh, millennials are holding their houses longer. Uh, they're looking at a different rate environment. So, you know, it's still a strong market, though, with the inventory that we have. So I, it kind of falls in line with everything else that's going in with the stock market. It's interesting. The real estate market or the housing market or the shelter cost are one of the areas where the Fed would have liked to see numbers come down. And they really they, they did, but not very much. And they've started to go back up again. And one of the things that you mentioned was kind of a sad thing where you're saying millennials. I looked at the story yesterday and talked about it for a couple of minutes that millennials are expecting to own their first starter home for 16 years. And a starter home is one to two bedrooms a bath and maybe a thousand square feet roughly and used to be that you would replace the starter home with a bigger home when you got married or when you had kids. And now they're, they're kind of saying 16 years, that's a long time to hold on to a starter home. And that's what you're talking about, how things are changing in 10 year blocks. A lot of it had to do with interest rates as well. Some of that, you know, of course you go back to last year, most of the rates they Millennials or first-time home buyers or any buyers for that matter were getting in the fives and sixes, and now we're closer to seven today. But it also, the, the, a lot of the homes that are hitting the market are not existing homes; they're new homes, and new homes are, tend to be bigger, and you know, it kind of t- and more expensive. So it takes away the ability for somebody to say, "I'm going to get that you know two hundred thousand dollars starter home, a two bedroom, one bath, and then eventually buy something else." So they're they're kind of stuck with the inventory that's available. And, and builders are doing very well right now with the demand, and they can put out just enough inventory to fit, to fit the demand at the certain rate. So right now, there's a, a it still feels like it's a seller's market. Now let's talk about the percentage of people who have mortgages under four percent versus where they're currently being offered about six and a half. I believe is that right? Yeah, so it's uh, 62% of homeowners today have rates below 4%, and the average going rate right now, according to Freddie Mac Weekly Survey, is 6.81%. So not a lot of incentive to sell. In fact, there's some statistics that were done by, I believe it was Redfin, that said that uh, 20, only 27% of current owners would sell their house if rates got to 5%. 49% would sell if it got to 4%, and 78% would sell if it got to 3%. So if we're seeing hovering over 6%, they didn't have the stats for that, we're still looking at a, a few amount of sellers that are or owners willing to sell to free up more inventory, which will continue to bolster home prices. So what else do we need to know um, in the current mortgage world and how it ties into real estate? I think shopping is important uh, when it comes to the mortgage rate. You're going to see a difference between one lender and another. Brokers are doing really well in that arena because we're able to shop between multiple lenders. We use about 15 A-paper lenders. So, um, and, and on the purchase side, what we're seeing already, especially here in the Bay Area, that what I would consider the affordable range, the, the $1 million to $1.2 to $1.3 based on like a, a dual income, you know, somebody's been in their salary job. Those properties are going over asking. Uh, multiple offers, every offer that we've seen in the last month has had counter uh, multiple counter offers, which means they put this, the buyers 
kind of in a blind auction, um, you know, put your best foot forward. So work with a good realtor, uh, make sure that you put your best foot forward and get a good pre-approval because the, the sellers are really uh, nitpicking and get rid of those contingencies if you can. It's interesting at the start of the year, I, I think I told you on air that I plan to buy another home in basically six to 18 months, six months in, I'm like, nope, still waiting. Um, but I am going to start shopping. Like you said, getting a good realtor and starting to figure out what I want and uh, taking my time, finding a distressed property or finding property that's ideal for retirement or a property that's ideal for turning into Airbnb, something along those lines. Um, taking my time with this one, but uh, I'm still on that path. You've done every mortgage I've ever done. Um, I believe that's true. I think there might've been one uh, 25 years ago, back in my twenties that you didn't do for me, but uh, you're, you get loans done. As you like to say, you do a show here on KDO Debut. Um, you're someone I trust and you're someone that helps the community. People can find you at com. That's com. Any other plugs for yourself? Because I know you have a show, but I don't want to say anything incorrectly about the title of it or when to, when to hear it. No, no, I, I think that's that's right. I think just, you know, if, if you're a consumer, it's, it's a little bit different. Like you were just talking about how you are looking and shopping and, but you're an experienced investor, so to speak. And, but the first time home buyer is not, um, just be careful and, and do your, do your homework and work with the professionals. I think that um, getting a good second opinion um, really makes a difference in your experience. Thanks very much. It's Tony Mendez. You can find him at Bay area com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Taking a look at the markets, we have an up day in large part because the Fed's going to raise interest rates. That's expected in a couple of weeks. Another 25 basis points. Great time to be a saver. I've got more money, more cash and savings than I've ever had in my whole entire life, getting four and a half to five percent, five and a quarter on treasuries. Now, with that said, when interest rates start to decline, I'll probably move that st- into stocks. But when interest rates are three and a half percent to four percent, I tend to skew towards savings um, or bonds. Whereas when rates are below three and a half percent, I tend to skew towards stocks. Um, that's not completely true, but it's the right idea. We're seeing the S P five hundred testing the forty five hundred level today. That's not important in and of itself. I think it's important to technicians. I think it's important to news outlets who want to say, look at that big, nice round number. What's it mean? I don't know, but it's a big, nice round number. But uh, the SP 500 is at 4496, four points away from 4500. Again, shout out to Tom Lee. Um, for calling it right, saying that if the inflation numbers were on the soft side, expect to see a broad market rally up to 4,500. PepsiCo has lifted its profit forecast for the second quarter um, after their second quarter beat. Uh, this is one of the things that we talked about a couple weeks ago, but I want to refresh your memory. That a billionaire investor talked about Ron Barron, how inflation ultimately creates profits for corporations like Pepsi because they raise rates. And a Coca-Cola that was 25 cents back in the 1970s is now $2.50 today because they've raised prices. 
but the basic formulation and ingredients and technology that goes into making the soda have gotten better. So they're making a lot more money on the same can of soda 40 years later, 50 years later, as they've raised prices. That equals more profits down the road. It was a very interesting thought on how inflation creates more profits for corporate America. You can cre- uh, find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up in August in Los Gatos. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the retirement planning guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Let's hit some quick headlines. The FDA has approved its first over-the-counter birth control pill. The Food and Drug Administration approved the first ever over-the-counter birth control pill, which will allow more women and girls to prevent unintended pregnancies without a prescription. The daily pill called O-Pill was approved by FDA as a prescription back in 1973. Um, not really an investment play here. Uh, there's a uh, It's a Paris-based company called HRA Pharma. It'll likely be in stores early 2024. I think that's a big cultural story there. Um, don't know if you agree, disagree. That's the way I see it. Disney. Let's talk Disney for a little bit. Bob Iger is talking. He said he's slowing down when it comes to making movies and TV series from Marvel Studios and Lucasfilms. The move comes as the company is looking to cut costs at a time when its recent films from Marvel to animation have underwhelmed the box office. He's talking about cutting capital expenditures. He wants to cut $3 billion from everything excluding sports. Uh, that's a big number. They've been huge moneymakers. But as of this year, Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was the 31st film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It felt a little bit of a, uh, a blah. It was a kind of a decline in ticket sales from its opening weekend to the second weekend. Big old drop. Sharpest ever. Um, so he really has to get the content right to the point that he's also talking about selling TV assets. That's pretty interesting. Saying linear TV is not what it used to be, and it's declining faster than we expected it to. I know we've said this often on the show, but I can't tell you the last show I watched on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox that wasn't news or sports. That I I went into it thinking, oh, this is the Thursday night, 8 p.m. primetime show. I guess if I were to admit it, probably some game shows while I'm falling asleep. But those don't cost a lot of money. Amazon says more than 375 million items were sold during Prime Day, up from 300 million last year. Notice they didn't give a price. They called the first 24 hours of Prime the single largest day sales in the company's history. Delta post-record quarterly earnings hiked their full year guidance. McDonald's and Wendy's are giving away free fries today. But to get the free fries, you have to use the app. The McDonald's app or the Wendy's app. Which is, again, if you missed yesterday's big shocking news, the um, avocado-ator, the Chipotle has come up with a way of making guacamole faster by using a robot to slice avocados, de-pit them, 
spoon the green goopy stuff out and smash it. Um, restaurants are struggling to hire people. When I was 16 years old, waiting tables or working at a movie theater or um, we'd, you'd meet friends after school over the weekend. You'd say, hey, Jim's working at McDonald's. Let's go get some free fries today. And while you were there, there was cute girls they would flirt with. It was part of our social thing. But now trying to get someone to work at McDonald's is much, much tougher. So they have to come up with more robots. Kiosks. Man, when I saw that first kiosk at McDonald's, and they've done they've done really nice kiosks. But it's instantly that's a human being it used to be. Someone you'd pay sixteen to twenty dollars an hour now. Which is pretty insane. Gotta sell a lot of nuggets to make money on that. Pepsi's lifting their profit forecast after second quarter sales beat. In the second straight earnings surprise this year for the usually steady as she goes, Pepsi. Company's up 3% today. Strong top and bottom line beats. Company benefited from price increases on its various lines of products and innovations and its innovations and its free-to-lay division, i.e. spicier and zestier chips. The free-to-lay business is having a very, very strong year. They're expanding the portfolio into permissible snacking and more center of the platter food products. Uh, Frito-Lay sales in North America up 14%. Quaker food sales in North America up 1%. North American beverages up 10%. European sales up 13%. Latin America up 18%. If you were to tell me that, Rob, I like this investing stuff, but it's too much work. I would say, okay. Now, why don't you buy some blue chip companies like Pepsi and be done with it? Reinvest the dividends until later in life when you need the dividends. I would have no problem with Pepsi or Coke. For the long-term patient investor, no problem at all. Um, are you going to beat the market? Probably not. Are you going to underperform the market? Probably not. The FTC says that they're going to appeal to block the Microsoft Activision deal. That deal needs to close sometime next week, and it's probably not going to. It's interesting because they're going to lose on appeal and they're just wasting taxpayer money at this point in time. Um, but that's my opinion. The FTC first sued to block the acquisition last December, then filed for an emergency injunction last month ahead of the deal's July 18th deadline coming up next week. The FTC has not shown it was like will likely prevail in its administrative challenge of the merger. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick, who's kind of perceived or, I don't know, allegedly kind of like a jerk, allegedly. A lot of employees have come out and said the culture is sexually charged and it's kind of a bro culture. Um, he came out and said, I'd be surprised if they waste taxpayer resources on something like this. Facts haven't changed. We're confident the U.S. will remain amongst the 39 countries where the merger could close. We look forward to reinforcing the strength of our case in court again. It's interesting that the CEO of Activision's out there doing the song and the dance and not CEO of Microsoft. You with me on that one? Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more.
talk a little bit about Social Security. If you haven't done it, I strongly suggest everyone listening, go to ssa.gov and take a look at what your benefits are going to be in retirement. When you're working, a big chunk of your paycheck goes towards Social Security. You're entitled to see what it's worth. You're entitled to see what sort of payout you're expecting. It should help you say, oh, I'm undersaving or I'm oversaving for retirement. In 2023, nearly 70 million Americans will receive Social Security benefit every month. For the year, that's more than $1 trillion in paid benefits out. The benefit is most crucial for 22 million Americans. It keeps out of poverty. 30. That figure includes nearly 15 million seniors and 1 million children. SSA.gov. Big event coming up in August at the Toll House Hotel. The seven tests for retirement readiness. With CFP Chad Burton and myself, you can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Hollywood actors are set to strike after talks with studios. UPS is looking at a strike. The United Auto Workers are thinking about a strike. I would call that a lot of labor unrest. And again, COVID, I'm not going to say COVID changed things. Maybe I am. I don't know. But people don't really want to work like they used to. A lot of people want to work from home. There's big talks about how that's going to affect commercial loans to big buildings. Today's big story, though, inflation is dead. Um, We got a 3% inflation rating, which was a touch below expectations. That was on the CPI yesterday. Markets reacted, as you would imagine. Stock markets, bottoms and tops are tough to call. Bottoms typically happen when the person that you're sitting next to at work says, I'm selling all my stocks. Or there's a magazine cover, stocks are dead. There's a sense of panic and dread. Tops are made when... Cab drivers are saying, I'm going to quit my job and day trade. When rational people start saying, you know what? I'm going to invest in Bitcoin. What does Bitcoin do? I don't know. It's just going higher. Why is it going higher? Because it's going higher. So there's a lot of euphoria and panic. One of the things that I have to do is keep euphoria and panic out of my head at all times. I think my favorite phrase when it comes to investing is everything in moderation, including moderation. You just can't get that excited. If you get greedy and fearful, you're going to mess up. Some of the best things I've ever done are stocks that I bought in the 90s and 2000s and I held on to. One of the things I did yesterday, just to show you how I maintain my portfolios, um, and I've added a couple portfolios in the last couple of years as I've started investing for my children as a way to offload some of my tax responsibility when I die. I'm going through and making sure that it, we, we reinvest the dividends. But in the case where there's mutual funds, if there's a capital gains, I typically keep the capital gains as a way of keeping some cash in that account. So then when I buy and sell, I can round out numbers easier. I'm always maintaining. I'm not a gardener, but a little bit. 
I think that stocks in the near term have had a great run for the first half of the year. As we go into deeper into earnings season, it may be a 5, 10, 15% correction. That will come as a surprise to people because it'll be a little bit on the bumpy side. We believed inflation was going to be a problem for all of the year, and it's starting to come in under control. The Fed has done a pretty remarkable job of being vigilant. The stock market has rallied over 20%. There's a lot of what's referred to as complacency out there now. People are having a good time during the summer months. People are traveling. They don't necessarily think, oh, we've come a long way, baby. But now we're going to go into earnings season. and Those valuations are going to be tested. I'm not ever, never, ever going to panic you. I'm just saying that I would really like to see a 5 to 10% pullback. A pause to reflect, a pause to let valuations grow a little bit, a pause to say, um, how do we really feel about AI? Who's the big winners here or who are we overbetting on? There's something called sentiment on Wall Street and it's heating up. People are pretty happy right now. Um, my portfolio is at a high. I'm pretty happy. It's the summer months where I wear less clothes and I feel better about that. I know that's an odd thought, but I do like the warmth. Um, as the market struggled last year, you get a little bit of angst and that angst is going away. And it, it's leaving that sentiment in my head of this is good. And I don't want that sentiment. I want to work for what I achieve on Wall Street. Maybe one of our fears is similar to China, where as they beat inflation, they actually see the economy slumping because they're disinflating. Whether or not the Fed stops hiking rates it's going to be a lot of issues that blend into it. Politics, optics, interpersonal dynamics. Will the yield curve uninvert? I don't know. I do know that the Fed has one more rate hike and then they should be done because that's what everyone else is saying. I think we're disinflating. I need, think we need to think a little bit about that. Kind of hard to make the argument that you still need to keep tightening when the inflation number is around 2 to 3%. But I think the Fed's going to try. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. You can always drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. Keep in mind, inflation is dead. Now, we, we need another month or two, but there, it's not in the numbers. So we've kind of mission accomplished, but there's still more to play out from all the actors around it, although the actors are going on strike in Hollywood. Oh, I know. Sweet transition, right? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thanks for listening to the show. Big event coming up in Los Gatos at the end of August. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's the uh, it's Los Gatos Toll House Hotel, one of my favorite hotels in the Bay Area. 
You can find out about the event at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.